Welcome to Man United Way podcast. I'm your host Anmoy and with me joining Amin, Arslan and Bhaskar. Now as much as we are happy that football and Man United is finally back to our life, it would be fair to say that we are a bit disappointed with the result yesterday. Now we understand that it's the first match after 102 days and players are not expected to be at the peak of their sharpness, but I guess when you're a professional and when you go to the pitch pulling that man united shirt we can't expect anything less do we so opening up the forum for all three of them what do you think about the match yesterday it was good well played by united in the sense that like when pogba came on like we played really well before that and right throughout the game i think it really showed that they hadn't played for about 100 days because even though bruno like everybody will say he had a good game and he was he scored and everything like i think you could see that he was quite off his pace because like the ideas were there like he was attempting the right passes and trying to hit into the channels and make those good defense breaking balls and all but then again like it was somehow not being executed properly either they were under hit or over hit and it was pretty much the same across the team but that i can excuse because it is the first game after such a long break and it's unfortunate for us that uh, the toughest game of the nine games like we are having to play as the first game so that is like one thing i thought you can't blame them for that because match sharpness is something which after one two games i think like we'll improve yeah i agree to that i mean what about you Yeah I think it was that kind of a game where you can't really judge anything about the performance right because the players have played after such a long time and a lot of things would be out of the place and uh, which is what happened I think I think Bhaskar is right to say that you know even though Pogba came in and then we significantly improved like visibly improved but before that there were a lot of passes that bruno was trying and they were not like working out because he wasn't putting the right amount of weights on those passes and the, the other players were not in the right places to receive them as well so um, it was a bit shabby to see of course we all were very excited for the games uh, to be back but right, we all yeah. were expecting a much better game than what we saw yesterday well yeah. i think everyone is super excited for the match so and the players had the nerves you know it was a match after such a long time and they had been criticized so much that and with pogba coming in the attention of the media was so much on these players to perform and show that they are the top level club it got to them in the first half and second half they did get better even before pogba came in the performance was much better than the first half and with pogba yeah. and greenwood coming in the attack Flourished, I would say, very well. Right, a sense of urgency was there in the second half, as opposed to the first half performance. So yeah, they were better in the second half as well. Yeah, and Fred looked like the Fred he was from last season. Somehow, like I think uh, <laughs> yeah. again he'll need a good run of games to get into form. But clearly, yesterday even McTominay, McTominay was also pretty poor. If you see, like neither he was tackling properly or was he like. making like you know passing the ball properly all under hit or over hit balls i think the only player who seemed like he had like really practice and came on and instantly was like pinging balls left right and center was pogba like the one well, who was that supposed, comes with experience i would say yeah but it he was supposed yeah but experience. he was supposed to be the one who was unfit and like not like you know match fit i think he like has that. got the most of the rest right throughout 
this season. You have to consider that. No, but and like obviously yes. he's a he's a talent apart. I mean, he's the yeah, most talented. No, so but again, this, this is this is this is not about rest, right? Because rest to the three months, all these players have got rest. It is about coming back with match sharpness. Yes, like I said, it's psychological. So, so it is quite surprising that the player who hadn't played for six, seven months comes back so sharp, and players who have been playing regularly and then had a three-month break suddenly looked all over the place. It was a case of too much rest, actually. So a lot of people had like kind of, you know, forgotten their form and the way they were playing before the lockdown yeah. started. And we have yes, to consider that there are a lot of changes because we saw also Rashford missing chances, yeah, which, right. which like I don't blame him too much because obviously like that'll like he's playing a game after so many months and also like obviously yeah. that like I'm not going to hold it against him or something but uh, it was a pretty average performance all through apart from Pogba and second half Luke Shaw also like first half Luke Shaw somehow he didn't seem up to the mark and second half but like he came on in the second half and like he and Bruno and Pogba like really worked pretty well on that left hand side but apart from that, I thought it was a very subpar average performance considering the fact that Tottenham being Tottenham, like obviously they're a big team and big name and everything, but like they simply parked the bus and did neither did they attack much or do anything, which was expected. That's why everybody was expecting Pogba and Bruno to start because like playing these days playing against Spurs is playing against a relegation team because they're just going to park the bus and like, you know, defend and hit on the break. So that's why you needed both Pogba and Bruno to start. So that is one like place I think Ole got it wrong because I think I would have started with him and then taken off Pogba after like maybe 50 minutes, 60 minutes, whatever. So you think the tactics was wrong? Yes, absolutely. With what we started, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And main thing is in-game tactics because like when you can see your team is losing and you have got five substitutions... But you're waiting for 62nd minute to bring on Pogba. I just couldn't make any sense out of that. And we have spoken a lot about Olya's tactics uh, before as well. And yeah. I think I think we still uh, there is still a room for improvement there. Uh, I also believe that there was no reason that Pogba should be left on bench in a game like this, where we know that we will have to break the team down because you know Jose is just going to put the team back. And the entire team is going to defend and we will have to like break them down. And and this has been a problem with our team. Like we do not know how to break teams down. And after Bruno joined United, all the, the, the responsibility of that job fell on Bruno. Now that Papa was in the team, I mean, we could have had both of them start the game and they would have like taken the responsibilities, you know, among them. So it would have been better in my opinion as well that Pogba should have started but if he did not start and we did not do very well in the first half then I think he should have been brought in immediately in the second half Absolutely Well you guys just just said that Pogba coming after such a long break would be expected not to have the match sharpness you know so it was quite okay for me to not start him perhaps come in earlier than what we did started the second half but not having him in the starting lineup I think it was pretty fair from Ole because yeah, but like then again, if, for a very long period. Yeah, but then again, like when you see that uh, the game is going on, and like you know, the game is only ninety minutes, and it's only a specified amount of time within which you have to take and make decisions. Like, fine, you might 
start the game thinking that Tottenham will be attacking and like, you know, having two attacking players, Pogba coming back from injury, all these kind of thoughts might be there in your mind. But when you see the game going on and you see Tottenham just sitting back, hitting on the break, pretty much what we used to do and still do. Like when you're seeing that, then obviously you have to take a decision and make some changes, make some, like, you know, do something about it in the game. Like, you can't just sit and, like, expect that, okay, 60, 70 minutes will come, I'll make some changes and then something will happen. Well, you have to give some time. You can't change every first 20 minutes. You have to give the players. A lot of players take time to settle into the game. And you no, have no, I'm, I'm not talking about 20 minutes or something. I'm talking about making a change right in the half time. And even and what, and what was even surprising and I got pretty irritated during the game was Pogba and Greenwood, they both got like they were warming up since halftime only. Then they changed and all and they were ready to come on. And then they were just standing on the sidelines for five minutes while in the middle, like the play was stopped thrice, twice for a corner, twice for a foul, three, four times the play was stopped. But still he was waiting. I don't know for what Ole was waiting. And then like finally, like 62nd minute, he decided that, okay, like I'll bring them on. So like, I just don't get like what he was waiting for because clearly like whatever he thought that like, you know, how he would go about the game, like the game didn't go that way. Game wasn't panning out that way. So like, he's very slow. I think yeah, we understand. I think we understand that we like and he also, got it wrong. Out also, there. one thing what we have to understand is it's not that Tottenham played very well or something like that. We played bad. Tottenham played even worse. It's right. just that they scored a goal because of our error on the part of Harry Maguire and David De Gea. Yeah, let's we, talk about that. Let's talk about scored, the first and goal. And we scored a goal because of Pogba's brilliance. And tricky. They, they defended well. It. They they defended well. I mean, they defended very diligently. They made sure that our attackers and our attacking players were out of the game. Right. Uh, they were winning all the balls. Like we were not able to stitch few passes together for the most part of the game. So they were they were doing that job well. But apart from that, their game also did not have a lot of cohesion. They were just trying to break our games down and just like sit back and defend. So they did that part pretty well, I think. But yeah, I mean, it's it wasn't like they were having a very good game themselves. But it seems that was the game plan. So they did play well according to the game plan. Right. And it was expected. And it was expected. I don't think anybody expected Tottenham to come out of the blocks flying and like attacking United or something like that. Yeah, I think it was True. pretty much expected that Tottenham is just going to sit back and hit on the break and like everybody expected Ole to anticipate that and do something about it. Right. Let's talk about the first goal that we conceded. So right. there were quite a few players who conceded and the errors actually amounted so high that Steven Berkwin got a free run and then that shot. So there are quite a few points to talk about. First of all, about Shaw's clearance. Then Maguire being slow and finally whether David Dahia could have stopped or not. So, let's go one by one. I think Shaw, obviously, like he failed to clear it or something like that. But where Shaw loses the ball, like it is so far away from the goal that it is no excuse for Harry Maguire. And like you can't blame Shaw for that. But because that's fine, like he lost the ball. It's not like he like made a misclearance inside his own box. No, or my, something point like is, that. my point is that he headed the ball. He tried to clear the ball. 
and when he knows that he has not cleared it well he should not be advancing he should be providing cover to his center back but if you go back and look at the goal i don't know if you remember mm-hmm. he headed the ball and then he was moving forward instead of holding his position or maybe tracking back and that's where rashford came in and rashford could not receive steven the ball actually fell on the no man's land where steven yeah. went around maguire was wrong footed he took some time to turn and that was horrible of course you know you can't expect your top center back to take so much time to turn and you know defend and then steven we all know steven is fast so he just moved through between maguire and lindelof and took took that shot right so yeah but like, what do you have to say about the shot also i you think I, it was I, powerful I, enough for yeah but like i think the main thing which comes back is like we've spoken about this on the podcast itself that first of all this stems back to the team selection where i don't think hadi maguire and lindelof complement each other because both aren't fast players so you need at least one player who's good on the ball and another player who's going to be a fast player who can track back and make tackles and cover the other person when they lose the ball or something Harry Maguire like he's slow everybody knows that and like it was very poor of him because positionally also he should have done better and like the goal is both 50-50 i would say fault of maguire and de gea but like if if today i think like if eric bailly was there instead of lindelof he would have been able to cut like run across and cut off bergwine or at least like like you know at least like if not cut him off at least he would maybe distract distract him disrupt his run flow like which would right. like which he could see and maybe you know take the ball on the more outside and like make the take take the shot differently so i think the first problem lies over there only and like everybody has spoken about like you know like how both of them are two similar players and like they don't really complement each other secondly now coming to the shot like yeah obviously the shot was a nice good shot and all but if you look at the shot very closely the shot was right at de gea so like he has no excuse to not be stopping that shot everybody like 9 out of 10 times like that shot is stopped and the only one time that isn't stopped is this one time with de gea missing do you think he is unlucky not to stop that i somehow think no, if I you look so, at his I glove, he, I glove think, position i i think he wasn't mentally switched on enough and it's a concentration issue because this has happened is it, is it harsh on a goalkeeper because no not at all it is, it, is, it is harsh when it happens once or twice in the whole premier league season in the last calendar year or one year he's had like maximum errors leading up to goals so when that happens that like the stats tell you something that obviously like there is a concentration issue with him like there is we can't forget everton barcelona the other one which i'm forgetting i think it was newcastle or something where like he's just made such blunders like you can't imagine like you know like a top level goalkeeper making such blunders what i think about this is that uh, since david deya has made few mistakes this season already and the previous season as well you know he is under a lot of scrutiny because of that as well so things that may have been forgiven 
if he uh, would not have been making so much so many mistakes are being scrutinized even further because of the mistakes that he has made in the recent past so to me it did not look like a clear cut error for which you know he should be crucified but yes it is an error i do agree with that it was like the ball was the shot was very powerful and it was straight at him and he missed just he wasn't able to decide in time about how to handle it so it but it, i mean if you hear a, yourself like if if you just hear yourself what you repeated like it was a right. powerful shot the shot was right at him and he couldn't decide what to do and it went into right. it went into the goal that itself right. just shows that it's a blunder on his part so this is what i'm i'm trying to say it's not like great goalkeepers never concede goals they do concede goals right and sometimes you know you can argue that a goalkeeper could have done a better job in like handling a particular shot this is the exact thing that has happened here as well could have done better he did not but it's not like it was a clear cut error right so i mean he has made you know far worse errors in handling at the shots that have led to goals in the past this wasn't that bad in my opinion like yes so uh, it tell was, me something it is it something is it something that he has put his benchmark so high that we see these errors this rare errors as blunders and we try to pull him down and we think no, that dean no, henderson would be a better i would absolutely disagree with that it has nothing to do with the benchmark when you have like maximum errors leading to a goal like that that has nothing to do with his benchmark that is like well it is recent like, bad like it is actually. he and the other 19 goalkeepers of the 20 teams in the EPL who's being judged and like he's having the maximum number of errors so it has got nothing to do with his benchmark or if his if past performances can, if, if, if in fact it is his past performances why he's still in the team right if we look at this instance specifically it has got nothing to do with the standards that he has any decent goalkeeper should be able to handle such shots he wasn't able to and that happens with goalkeepers sometimes it's just that he has a history of making errors in the recent past which is why he is being like targeted a lot i think it was an error but it is that kind of an error that goalkeepers sometimes make sometimes you know a shot is good and they are not able to handle it and and that results in goal it wasn't you know a clear cut error that dahia should be blamed completely for yes there should have, there could have been lack of concentration or something like that but i think it was an error but it was nothing more than that i mean we are just adding it to the no we understand and, and, so, yeah let's switch to something positive that we saw yesterday that is bruno and pogba's partnership what, what do you think about it and i it was what it is was our expectation it was a delight to watch that actually i mean i don't think bruno and pogba linked with each other that much i mean they did right. have an impact they were able to distribute the passes more effectively and it was good to have two very creative and impactful players on the pitch at the same time because we have not had that of late so it was I good there were three four instances right which were pretty good yeah. like bruno it is not a partnership that changed the game or you know something that you can say was the x factor but it is something you can look forward to later on because they barely yes, played together exactly so right, it was right, yes, it right, had exactly. positive signs but it Correct. was not much of a game that you would say defined their partnership right definitely no but it's encouraging right that, that's what we are talking about because this was yes. one of the huge talking point of coming to this game that how pogba and bruno will be playing together and right. i think what we saw for about 30 minutes in that game 
was very encouraging and at least so about you know three to four if not more three to four very encouraging ones like one of them was bruno passing trying to dribble around two players passing the ball to pogba and pogba making that impossible pass to rashford and rashford was uh, already tired or slow i don't know he just could not you know get through but we we saw that it was amazing to see and such kind of magic is what we are looking for isn't it from both of them right absolutely think, uh, yeah i mean i think you definitely need both of them to play together the question that we had about whether they can play with each other or not is irrelevant because we need both of them we have seen this in the past that if you have one creative midfielder in a team it gets like you know marked down by the opposition and then that negates our attack completely so we need both of them to like play together and and do their thing and what we have seen is that they need their you know freedom as well so we i mean this comes back to the discussion of having a good defensive midfielder who can actually hold the midfield in front of the defenders and then give them the freedom to like roam around and, and do their thing so that's still something that we have to figure out yeah i think in like 90% of the games which we play apart from barring like maybe like you know playing against liverpool or chelsea next season obviously with the kind of attack they are building and man city like all the other teams are they are going to kind of sit back and not attack us too much so for that kind of games i think having pogba and bruno is the best midfield one can hope for in the premier league and for even and, and for we still and, need to we still need to learn how to break teams down i mean that right. still remains a problem and also if you see like pogba and bruno together everybody was expecting like you know both of them will be too attacking and things like that like if you look at it pogba was playing pretty much as a deep lying playmaker where he was picking balls from like you know deep in his right. own half and stuff it was only that it was playing a very high line isn't it yesterday so yesterday's game was not really a, a real picture of where pogba would be playing as a deep lying uh, midfielder because yesterday I, I, we saw much of the time maguire was playing close to their d rather than our d isn't it so united was playing a very high line yesterday yeah but i think he would be playing as a deep lying playmaker only because one of pogba's yeah, he, specialties he is, is those balls which like what he exactly did with rashford yesterday and rashford like if he was like four five games into the season he would have taken that ball and finished it it was obviously fatigue and like lack of match sharpness that yesterday he couldn't receive the ball or run with it or finish it so another two three games i would expect rashford to finish those kind of chances i don't want him to play in that position because i want him to be more impacting in the attack but i also suspect that that's what's going to happen ole is going to play him as a deep lying playmaker because he likes this idea of like breaking the teams in counter attacks and like quickly passing the the ball it's from our half it's not that i would to- say it's not that see without bruno there was a different equation altogether once bruno comes in when bruno and pogba are playing together the other team is not going to attack you too much because they know that if they lose the ball what these two visionaries can do so obviously pogba would not be playing in a deep lying role when we are attacking he is more of a you know fluid role where he will go back and defend and pull the ball from the defense and throw those counters or he would constantly press and attack along with bruno i think that's what we would be seeing in matches that's what that's, that's what we think is the best 
position for him i i understand but but this is not what we have seen from ole like i i agree with you but that we haven't uh, seen him playing Bruno with him of course yeah i agree with you on that but i still think that unless i see that happening unless i see ole playing him much further forward uh, than what he has before i don't see that happening because we still have to have someone who can defensively like break counter attacks and all so we don't have that right, right. now and and that that means a problem see with bruno coming in and having those responsibilities that pogba had alone earlier pogba will have more of the freedom like you're saying tanmay you know he'll be allowed to go back also and then move in front also when we attack right so with bruno that liberty will be there and i think ole will allow him yeah let's so let's think, hope so i think actually. we just have to look forward to the next game yeah with sheffield, sheffield right so what are the changes that you are looking forward to in the sheffield's game let's switch to that I think exactly what he did in the 62nd minute playing Greenwood instead of James and playing Pogba instead of Fred or maybe actually I would keep Fred and like maybe take off uh, McTominay okay all right i mean anything else from your end you want to see I think if we really want to see Bruno and Pogba making an impact I think what we should probably do is like we sh- we should put them in the starting lineup with Matic so uh, like for the Sheffield game if we could like have Matic uh, you know playing behind them that would give them more of you know yeah, uh, freedom even to I agree to that attack attack and that's, that's and yes, I agree true. I I I agree with Bhaskar that instead of Dan James we should probably try you know Mason Greenwood starting at the right Oh yeah Mason and one right one again. more change would be replacing Lindelof with Bai I think yeah. Lindelof sure did that. limp off yesterday so Bai could come in there's yeah. a huge no, possibility no, that don't get me wrong right. Lindelof had a pretty good game I would say like it it's not like he had a bad game or something he did his job pretty well but obviously like if Maguire is a captain like and he is a better defender than Lindelof so obviously of the two you would obviously pick maguire but it's just that since both of them are so similar in styles like obviously you would expect like maguire to stay and obviously maguire is much better in heading so like i think bai should replace lindelof one question guys so we're talking about bai uh, lindelof and maguire relationship and uh, we also know that axel tonsebe is again injured right so we can't really expect him to like walk into the team anytime soon Kulibali is supposedly on the market. Do you guys think United should go for him? No, no, I don't no, think we should really. go for any more centre back. Because yeah, we like should if, be good. Yeah, we, if we need to buy, I think we need to buy a, like a right winger, obviously. Then a sorry, yeah. central defensive midfielder would be number two, and number three would be a strike. I think With because the Gea performances, if he continues to perform like this, would you want Dean Anderson to take over next season? I think absolutely because uh, I, last, I think we should last, give chance to Romero also because Romero has been pretty good. I don't know no, why we like keep Romero like uh, Romero like won't No, but as a permanent one. goalkeeper, you yeah. know, for next season, who would right. you prefer? If if De Gea does not bring up his performance like the earlier years, if it stays like this, he keeps making the mistakes, conceding goals. So would you prefer Romero would not be a permanent answer. Yeah, Dean Henderson I, I would but yeah, the Dean problem Henderson. problem with like what we are stuck with is like a similar sanchez kind of a situation where like digia is on 300k a week wages and right now with the covid situation nobody is going to pay any money and make buys and all especially for goalkeepers now 
because none of the top teams are actually looking for goalkeeper i think this contract situation is going to make it tough for us to get rid of teheya and that is not necessarily a bad thing in my opinion i think i think what we can probably do is if he continues to make these mistakes we can bring dean henderson in and have both of them play for united as number 1 on a rotational basis first case scenario that's what we can do and that still you know keeps us in a good position so i wouldn't worry too much about selling him right now even if he is getting a good competition from dean henderson we can probably have them rotate for the first team position and that would probably bring out the best of the hairs yeah but i don't think dean henderson would come in and like itself to play second fiddle to the hair because next season there is euros where maximum chances are that he is going to be england's number one i don't think dean henderson so is he at wouldn't that level so, so he, he wouldn't no, jeopardize I, I think, uh, like you know his position like to play like second fiddle to the hair in united I agree with that and I think this is the reason why his entourage uh, you know agreed with United for another loan spell with Sheffield next season as well but I don't really think Dean Henderson is at that level where he can actually demand first team position at Manchester United because he has euros next season I think that would be too early he is very promising he is doing a good job but he is not just at that level yet where he can demand De Gea's position. The reason why we are having these discussions is not because Dean Henderson's performances, but because of De Gea's errors. So it's the other way around, right? So I don't think that's really going to be the case. I think we are being very harsh on De Gea out here. Yeah, so yeah. Let's see how it goes and then then we'll see. So who's your man of the match for yesterday? Was it Bruno or was it Pogba? if i am to go first i think for me it was pogba so bruno did win the man of the match officially and he scored the goal that mattered for us but i think until pogba stepped onto the pitch we were not having too much of an impact on the game even bruno was not having too much of an impact on the game he wasn't really doing a very good job or something he was doing decent but it wasn't like he created clear cut chances or he had some very good opportunities or something like that it was only after pogba stepped onto the pitch that things started looking really good for united our play got really excited and he as soon as he stepped in he did some really good tackles and then he won the ball and then long passes and everything like that so i think he was and he won the penalty as well so i think he was my man of the match right yeah i absolutely okay. agree with him i mean that pogba undoubtedly was the man of the match because he like as i mean put it like the game changed completely after he came on and end of the day we scored only because of our individual brilliance like how it normally was in united like we either score penalties or individual brilliance which this last was understand? a combination with both well i am okay with bruno being the man of the match because you see he he will played the entire game before pogba came in and changed the game he was the one who was actually running the entire manchester united game he was alone handling everything uh, and his partners were really not helping him in any way so he exactly. did run the game till pogba came in and then the duration while pogba was playing he was definitely pogba was yeah. man of the match but entire yeah. overall the game i think bruno took it just a little bit more yes he did than the and i don't think when pogba came in bruno got subdued bruno was actually playing really well and trying to support 
as well even though in the last 10 minutes he got tired off but yeah my man of the match remains yeah bruno but like well. if you look at the stats tanmay like last night bruno's pass accuracy was less than 70% and he lost the ball lost possession 32 times so he was clearly not on the top of his game like his idea and mental execution skills and was, was was there but the execution just wasn't there he scored the right. penalty but end of the day without pogba's brilliance i don't think like we would have gotten a point also well let's hope that it improves and let, let's hope that the whole team improves we we'll look forward to the next match with sheffield united so we are going to end our podcast out here thank you so much everyone for joining in and once again if you have any feedback do send us your email or you can connect with us on the social media thank you have a nice day bye